Welcome to African Catholic Voices, a podcast service of the Pan-African Catholic Theology and Pastoral Network. My name is Father Stan Chu Ilo, and today is a special day. I got some special people, very distinguished church leaders from different parts of Africa who have been working hard by night and by day, preparing so many young Africans, thousands of them, as they get ready for this encounter on November the 1st with Pope Francis. A unique moment in the history of the Catholic Church in Africa and in the world when, for the first time, the head of the church sits in conversation with African young people in this virtual and digital space. And we pray for the illumination of the Holy Spirit because this conversation promises to offer a lot of engaging and interesting messages, challenges, visions, and mission to the young people of Africa and the world. So with me today are three conversation partners uh, from different parts of Africa. And I will invite you guys to introduce yourself to our audience. We start, um, you know, the way the spirit moves your heart, not going to call you. So you can, you can begin, introduce yourself to uh, our audience. Thank you, Father Stan. I am Father Ambrose Buangato of the Archdiocese of Kampala in Uganda. Um, I am the team leader for the for the Ugandan cohorts. The first time we got to know about this Building Bridges Initiative as proposed by the Holy Father, Pope Francis, to enhance the spirit of synodality among younger people, especially in institutions of higher learning in universities. Uh, we thought it was an opportunity it was a, a kairos, a moment that we ought to, to hold as dear because it would, we thought it would help younger people to um, share their experiences first among themselves in their different cohorts, but also among themselves in the cohorts of the universities where they belong. So in Uganda, this initiative um, was comprised of seven, uh, six universities. The University of St. Joseph in Mbarara, Western Uganda, um, Mountains of the Moon University in Mbarara, I, I mean in Fort Porto, also in Western Uganda, um, Muni University in Northwestern Uganda, Lira University in Northern Uganda, Makerere University here in Kampala, Makerere Business School, Makerere University Business School, also located here in Kampala. Um, there are so many other universities which would have liked to participate in this initiative, but because of the disruptions that we got because of COVID, um, uh, many universities had special programs where they were so much engaged that uh, they felt they could not participate well in this initiative. Anyway, these six universities 
students who are very happy and excited to be part of this initiative. Uh, despite the challenges of uh, internet connectivity, of grasping the idea of what this building bridges initiative is about uh, with time they um, they were able to catch up and um, we have witnessed a massive growth in understanding what this building bridges initiative is all about so we have realized that in um, among the activities that the students have done, um, there has been yeah, Father, Father we'll come to the activities. we we'll come to your activities. That will be the next uh, question. Um, because um, you have done incredibly well with the formation of the cohorts. We'd like to know also the formation of cohorts in other parts of Africa, and then we come to the activities that have been going on in the different cohorts. So, uh, who is going next? Thank you, Father Stan. I'm Sister Leonida Katunga, Sisters of St. Joseph, Mombasa, Kenya, the head of the National Steering Committee of the Building Bridges Initiative by the Holy Father of Francis. And in Kenya, we had the opportunity of calling together students from different Catholic universities and institutions. We had five universities. That's the Catholic University of Eastern Africa, Tangaza University College, Gaba in Eldoret, Uzima in Kisumu, and Consolata Institute of Philosophy. In total, we had a number of 172 students who dedicated themselves fully for this initiative, given the circumstances in which we found ourselves. First, we had to encourage them and call them on them to take an active role towards the preparation for the 1st of November when we'll be encountering the Holy Father. We thank God that all went to a success and we are all looking forward to the 1st so that we may share and deliberate with the Holy Father about some of the issues that came up in the course of our deliberations and discussions in our various cohorts here in Kenya. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Sister Katunge, for your very extraordinary leadership of these uh, cohorts that have been formed. And finally, uh, Father Ferdinand, we'd like to hear about uh, you and the work you've been doing with young people uh, in your country. Thank you very much, Father. So I'm Father Ferdinand Mubigui, currently serving here at Shawasha Seminar, St. John Fisher and Thomas More. And I'm currently the leader of the court in Zimbabwe. I, this court is comprised of uh, three universities, the Catholic University of Zimbabwe, University of Zimbabwe Catholic Students, then Arupe University. In the Catholic University of Zimbabwe, Actually, that's where the seminary is affiliated. So the students were very happy to participate in this exercise, but also bringing them together was not easy, especially given that the students of the Catholic University, especially lay students, were on their mid-semester break. Mm -hmm. So trying to connect it with them was not easy. But we worked with those we could reach 
and they did a good job. They worked on the various topics in their, um, in their various courts until later on they settled on a specific topic and uh, they are really happy to participate in this exercise. And uh, as you all know, we, we got to know this a bit late, but uh, in the limited time that we had, we did what we could. Actually, we did the best we could. So I'm happy to be part of this exercise and to be leading the students this side. They are cooperating to the best of their ability and we are happy with the progress so far. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Father Ferdinand. It's very exciting, really, for to hear the extraordinary work that you have done and the the kind of enthusiasm that you have generated uh, from these uh, uh, cohorts. So, um, just uh, one one extraordinary thing that has stuck out for you of all the activities you've been involved in. What has struck you as uh, really a chaotic moment that Father Ambrose said, is there something that uh, has erupted in you, like the disciples on the road to Emmaus said, our heart was burning within us as we journeyed. What was, or what is that one thing that was started burning in your heart, Father Ferdinand, and then the, the rest of uh, uh, the leaders here, uh, since you've been leading this uh, uh, cohort? Yeah, certainly in my heart is this observation that this is a very great moment, not only for uh, the university students, but more, more so even for our continent, namely that we address the real issues that are affecting us as a continent, especially with regards to our young people. And even in the sharing, as we're sharing with them, all of us, myself and the students included, were happy to be reminded that the students, and especially the youth, young people, are not only the future of the church, but they are the now of God and of the church. And so they should be given space, not in future, but even today. So for me, it's a great moment, really, not only for the students, but also Oh, yes, for our nation, but for the continent as a whole. Thank you, Thank Father you. Ferdinand. Um, Sister Leonida, we'll come to you again like the disciples. Tell us one thing. I know many things perhaps happened, but just one striking uh, eruption from heaven for you that burned in your heart as you guided these young stars along the path uh, of this uh, synodal process. Uh, thank you, Father. Uh, starting from zero to hero is what I can say. We started at a point that we could not tell and we didn't have a sense of direction. At some point, I thought it was not easy for us to realize this project, but the striking moment came only when I realized we had the structures, we had all in place, and in fact, the students we are ready to go. Mm -hmm. I was struck by the students' activities and how they managed to put together ideas, the aims and the goals that they were focusing on to the realization of this goal. I believe and I feel that it is the work of God 
through the Holy Spirit that happened here in Kenya. And I can say now, at long last, O powerful master, you give leave to your servant to go in peace. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you are now going to go in peace. The magical moment with the Pope is only the starting point for uh, something bigger than each and every one of us. But uh, we'd like to give uh, the floor now to Father Ambrose uh, to share this um, uh, burning fire inspiration. What has, what, what has struck you as very revelational as you uh, pull these uh, youngsters together, teaching them and guiding them along the synodal path? Thank you. Thank you, Father Stan. One of the most exciting moments during this uh, synodal process and during this, uh, um, this encounter, this virtual encounter of uh, the younger people from their different cohorts uh, is the, the presence of themselves in social media, the presence of themselves. Because I realized that uh, three universities uh, cohorts from three universities produced material in forms of short video clips, introducing themselves and talking about the, the initiative. And uh, so they were sharing this among themselves. And all of them were saying, oh, wow, we are the one now who are on the, on, on the screen of the social media. Yeah, because they are used all the time to be consumers not being producers, but also being producers of the content of this social media for mm -hmm. evangelization, to make it known and express their sentiments about the pop, about their faith, and also express their frustrations against some of us in the church or in society. And I realized the power that he, social media would offer the younger people once they adapt it as a tool for evangelization and for communication and for enhancing the relationship among themselves. So this for me was very revelational. Despite the challenges, especially of internet connectivity, power outages and all kinds of challenges, they were able to produce and uh, yeah bring out some good some good work which i think if as father emmanuel said if we go on and on with this initiative uh, helping these uh, students their cohorts i think they are gonna be uh, maybe some of the members of the um the 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 i've forgotten the title of those people for whom the people would consider especially the, um, the influence, influencers? The, the faith influencers. influencers. Yes, yes, yes. And many of them were working towards that target, you know, how to be a faith influencer. And I think um, this is going to continue an activity which they have picked from this, uh, this program and this initiative. So for me, this use of the, the tools of social media uh, for evangelization, for self-expression, I think has been very, um, very important. 
Thank you very much. And uh, the final question is, uh, we're going to have the magical moment with the Pope on November the 1st. The question everyone is asking, uh, what is the plan? We've had so many synodal uh, moments. We have synod on the family, synod on the youth, synod on the Amazon, synod on synodality. Some people will say, oh, well, after the magical moment with the Pope, everyone will go home and they take pictures, they are happy, and it will just be same old. Why is this going to be different and how? Through your work, do you think uh, you're going to take this forward from the mission that the Holy Father will give on November the 1st? So just a, a short idea, two minutes each because we're running out of time. Um, we start uh, from you, Father Ferdinand. Um, how are you going to plan to take this forward so that it doesn't just end on November the 1st? Thank you very much for the opportunity. Now, the processes of this conversation, you know, is something that it builds even in the young people. Even if you take it from the conversation that we had with the bishops, when they challenge the young people that leadership is not just about being given a position in the church, but maybe how you carry yourself, how you organize your life. If opportunities will come or you are appointed, the way you execute your duties. So uh, personally, I believe that uh, maybe not depending on the exhortation that will come after this in you know, order process, but uh, learning from the process itself that can really change our lives, even beginning with the way we do things, the way we involve people we usually do not involve, the way we learn to listen even to young people we usually take for granted. So I think the process itself is very enriching. It is already calling us to conversion, maybe the way we are doing things. So the conversation with the Holy Father will certainly ground us more and even set us on the mission to say, yeah, we, we have the duty to listen more and more to people we usually do not listen to. The young people have concerns. There are times we have just uh, sidelined them to say ah, they are not experienced, uh, maybe lack of trust. We don't quite trust them. But the Holy Father is saying, let's give them space. Let's have time for them. Let's listen to them. If the Holy Father can listen to them, surely that means we should take them seriously and uh, listen to them. So I... I think it's a great learning experience as we go through this you know, process and this conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much. Father Ambrose, what's your plan? Where are you taking these um, young stars of Uganda to after November the 1st? Thank you so much, Father Stan. Thank you. Uh, there is a lot of excitement. There is a lot of excitement about uh, this. Uh, encounter with the Pope on the 1st of November. And uh, this evening I got a journalist from one of the newspapers. So one of the cohorts wanted to, to inform the country that he, they are going to meet the Pope. So this journalist wanted to read the history and all that have taken 
for a long part of this initiative. A lot of excitement, and this excitement even more momentum after meeting the Pope. Because, it, so meeting the Pope, we would put one of the events, among events of the process. So what I'm planning and what we are, going to, what we are planning to do uh, here in Uganda um, from the different cohorts is to maintain this structure, maintain this of uh, the cohorts in, and perhaps co-opt um, um, so that he continues conversation among university students yeah, and to have more costs in the universities so that there is a continuous conversation there's a continuous conversation which would help the younger people to appreciate these linkages linkages um among themselves in their different cohorts but also the faith sharing with their brothers and the sisters so um, maintaining the structures that have been put up during this process, it has not been easy. So we wouldn't like that um, it's like a, now everything is boiling, 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 boiling. After the first, boom, no. We drag that everything continues so that um, there is a sharing, a continuous sharing of faith and uh, mutual support and the growth in this initiative yes thank you very much father ambrose and uh, we give the last word to you sister leonida katunge the chair of uh, the um, kenyan uh, steering committee what's your plan for the future well, well um i'm certain about one thing that in life you have to be optimistic and positive. One thing I know is that after the first November, the students will keep that excitement that they have right now because they will be looking forward to other discussions with the Holy Father in different forums in the future. But at the same time, I'm, I'm afraid, I'm a bit afraid that some of the students will not continue with engagement simply because the event will have passed. But I will try my best to encourage them to speak to them and to see the fact that this is not coming to an end on the first, but it's a, it's a process that will go on till after 2023. And I will try as much as I can to keep them together with plans already in place with some of them that will do some publications from our findings. We want to provide manuals for the youths in Africa and if possible, even beyond, mm -hmm. because we put a lot of uh, energy into this and we don't need to go unutilized. We've used a lot of time, energy, and even money. So if I may say, and if we relax, sit back, there's nothing that we can enjoy other than now go to publications, 
which some of the youths have expressed their interest. It is true, and as I say, and I feel that some will lapse, but I will definitely work with the remnants, and I'm sure I will pick the best out of those who will be left, so as for us to carry on this vision that we have started here in Kenya. We thank the Holy Father for this initiative, and it's my prayer and hope that we'll take it here in Kenya and beyond to a completion working with the youths now as students and even collaborating with them in the future for other projects that are underway. And even if we don't know them, when they come up, then we'll collaborate with the youths who are working with me in this project of Building Bridges Initiative of the Holy Father. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sister Katunge, thank you, Father Ambrose. Thank you, Father Ferdinand. Our, our mission has just begun. Building Bridges Initiative is a process to link up all the young people in Africa, Catholic young people, to create ecclesiastical, ecclesial communities in the universities. And then to link them up to their peers from other parts of the world so that they can collaborate in jointly addressing some of the problems they face in a unique way from the perspective of faith. So we look forward to what the Holy Spirit will um, reveal to us. God always surprises us, as Pope Francis said when he visited Africa in 2015. Um, and was being interviewed when he was flying back from uh, Bangui to Rome. And the Pope was asked, what, what's the most striking feature of your visit? He said, the surprises of God. Africa surprised me. And I'm sure we will continue to leave that surprises, which is our belief in the great possibility of our continent, what God can do for us is always beyond the pale of our human compression, uh, comprehension. So let us continue to hold on to God and let us continue to expand the horizon of our hearts as we try to touch the margins of heaven. So thank you, brothers and sister, for the great work you're doing. We pray that God may give success to the works of our hand. And for you, brothers and sisters, listening to this special edition of African Catholic Voices, join me in prayers for the mission that God has started among us using these great men and uh, women of faith, leaders in great, great, great standing in different ways, that God may continue the work that God is doing with our young people. And until we see you next week, we ask you to be strong in your faith. Be faithful and fervent in love. Be courageous in hope. Take care of your life, your beautiful life. Take care of each other. Let us become guardians of lives. Let us become guardians of this beautiful earth, this beautiful Africa that God has given us. Bye. <laughs>